And today, Sally Lucas is with us. Now, there's all sorts of great new things coming our way and some new Antarctic, sorry, Arctic cruises. New routes are on the agenda today. And we also have some highlights from Tasmanian foodie scene and also from South Australia. So plenty going on as we talk travel. Now we're going we're going local and we're going overseas. Where are we off to first, Sally Lucas? Overseas, I think. Right. Seeing as it's the more newly opened part of our world to travel in, I guess we've been able to travel within Australia a little bit longer. Um, but yes, yeah, so Herty Gruten Company, which started about 130 years ago, so it's their anniversary this year, and they're introducing a couple of new voyages. But just to let people know, if you, you are travelling on one of their vessels, it's not what you would call a cruise liner. They are cruise... Some of them are cruise, but more expedition cruise vessels, whereas the others that operate within Norway are taking freight, cars, whatever. But they do um, really um, remote areas all around the world, even including West Africa, um, South America, Galapagos, Arctic, Antarctic, etc. You know, Costa Rica, Panama. So you get lots of options of the areas of the world they travel to, the Azores, etc. But these are two new ones that they used to run and they're reintroducing because of their anniversary. And one's the Svalbard Express where you're going to experience the wonderful pristine Arctic wilderness that's scarcely changed since they first sailed their summer voyage there in 1968. So they're going back to, to enjoy the return of this iconic area where you have, I think the capital there is Longyearbyen. Uh, I always never have, forget how to say that. I, my, my Norwegian isn't that crash hot. But anyhow, they're doing this as a wonderful thing for you to go to in the summer months and also you get these remote hamlets that are splashed with those red and I know the pronunciation of this is hardest too, is Aurobia, which are their cabins or their cottages. And they're all painted these beautiful, bright red colours. And even when you're there, when we were there, like when there's snow, they just stand out. You know, you're just cruising along and sometimes there'll be a bright yellow one and other colours, but predominantly red is the colour they paint these little cabins in that are all along and around the waterways. And lovely historic ports. And of course, you're going to visit rarely visited islands, you know, which is extreme, which is they haven't done this for quite some time, which they say is proud by polar bears and sea eagles. So they're doing a northbound and a southbound voyage in 2023 for those two voyages. So if you're interested in that, that's something that you might consider. Then they're doing also a North Cape Express and they're making history by sailing from Oslo for the first time because they normally sail out of Bergen. So this is something new and they're also visiting ports new to them as well as old favourites and they're also going up into the Arctic Circle as well. So yes, you're going to go on a vessel called the Trollfjord and you're sailing to Norway's oldest lighthouses at Lindness, Lindesness, uh, the country's southernmost point and then you set course for the most northerly point, the North Cape and it reaches up to the reaches of 71 degrees north mm. and the ship will spend up to six hours at each port and, and they believe they're going to show you or best show you the really showcase the iconic pristine beauty and these wonderful little ports that Norway is all about and again they've got a couple of voyages to do that in 2023 so there's some lovely new ones if you're thinking of you know heading into that wonderful Scandinavian Arctic area but just remember as I did say the company does have a whole gamut of different areas that they do cruise to as well other than that which are really quite interesting itineraries and just just a little bit different. 
Yes, it is an interesting thing. They've spread their wings a bit, haven't they? They have, from just originally being the company that just did the coastal voyage up Norway. You know, even since I first started in the industry, they weren't doing half as much as what they're doing now. Yes. So they, they have spread their wings, but, you know, they're, they're building new vessels and they look after you. The food is lovely on board. You get lovely guest lecturers and, you know, before you get to ports, so, that, so you get interesting information, etc. So it's meant for people that are really the style of cruising they do that you are into, really interested interested in where you're going rather than being on the vessel it's about your destination mm, yes so, yeah. so something to keep an eye open for now that we can <laughs> now that we can and of course the, uh, the announcement of course of no masks at the airport isn't that fantastic there you go and yes. eventually, probably on planes, the way they're talking, on some routes, um, you might still have to wear them like transiting Singapore, they're saying, where it's still required. But, you know, if you, for a long flight particularly, I just can't imagine myself having a mask on for like a 20-hour or more flight. It would be quite unpleasant, I would think. So, I mean, I'm hopeful. And, they, of course, with the HEP filters they use in planes, as we've discussed before, Jane, like the chance of you getting something on the plane is highly unlikely. You're more likely to have got it at, if you're coming home from some and people come and oh, I got sick while I was away. You, you get it where you've been. It's not, <laughs> it's not on the plane, you know. It's, it's really not. It's rare. Put it that way anyway. It's rare. It's rare. It's rare. It's rare. Yes. Yeah. Find some new things to discover yeah. in our own country. It always is, Jane. And when we were in South Australia in April, we did a little road trip out of Lindock, which is in the Barossa, and decided to go down to Murray Bridge. And then on the way there, I saw this sign for Monato safari park and then on the way back to said Scott we should call in there had no idea what it was going to be like but it was amazing it's the largest safari park outside Africa it's 1500 hectares it's got five at least more than 500 animals and 50 different species of rare exotic and endangered species um, it's got the largest uh, number of giraffes and lions in Australia etc so it is an amazing park and it was originally the land was put aside when Don Dunstan was premier to build a satellite town but it never happened so it's owned by I think whatever it is a South Australian zoological society or something but they, they've purchased it but when we got there it was only the first week it had reopened with the new visitor centre it is amazing absolutely amazing you can do experiences there as well like you know with giraffes or with cheetahs or whatever and there's a special what they call line 360 and you go through this tunnel which we didn't do because you have to book it in advance because we didn't know anything about all this you know till we got there and um yes you can have these lines all around you but you're quite safe because you're <laughs> in this glass tunnel that's that's encouraging that's comforting yes so there's some tours you can do. There's a company in South Australia that does seniors tours and they are offering like some lovely tours to go to this zoo and you have a night at Manham as well. It's an overnight tour and then you do a little cruise on the Murray as well as having your day at the zoo. And they also do lovely tours. Of course, one of my other favourite places when I went there was the Flinders Ranges and Arcarula. So that's a lo another lovely tour you can do. And also the other little interesting one I thought, I saw a sign for it when we were driving up to the Flinders, is the Pitchy Ritchie Railway. So what a unique name that is, of course. And yes, you do that on the old GAN track because we've got the new rail link now of course and you go on a train called the the afghan express and they're all restored carriages and you go up to corn and do this lovely little tour on the train as well as spending some time in the southern flinders as well so that is something really lovely if you're heading to adelaide and they what they do with these ones as well they'll actually if you're staying in the central cbd of adelaide they do a pickup 
from door to door, which is nice to know that, you know, you get picked up and taken back. So the um, that, that one there is a four-day tour, the Pitchy Ritchie and the Southern Flinders. The Monato, as I said, is just an, and Manum is just an overnight tour. And then they've got another one that does the Flinders Ranges and Arkaroo, which is more in-depth, and that's a seven-day one that runs in September as well. So most of these are running in, in September, just to give you an idea, because that's a lovely time of year, of course. Oh, to, very good to go to South Australia and of course they do say because there's unsealed roads in the Flinders and Gammon Ranges that sometimes if it can be affected by whether that the itinerary might have to change which stands to reason that makes sense obviously you're not going to risk bogging your bus down are you? Well it's illegal too against the law. Yes <laughs> and of course as we know recently like all the people who were stuck on the Udnadatta track you know because mm-hmm. they had those amazing amount of rain yes. that was back in April too I think from memory but it's all they're all open again now anyway it's all good and then also just I was looking at our lovely Tassie again, which I always have to revert back to, and they had this little article that's put out by the Tassie Tourism people call it Raising the Bar Beyond Hobart and saying that some of Australia's, you know, coolest bars are in Hobart, but there's a lot more to the rest of, yeah, in the rest of Tasmania now. So whether you like old pubs or brewing areas or city dens or bars with a view, they're saying Tasmania now has some of the, the best places for you to visit, imbibe a little if you wish, have a tasting, whether it be a gin or whiskey distillery or just some of the lovely old pubs, like even Launceston now, uh, it's been considered the UNESCO City of Gastronomy and winner of Tassie's Top Tourism Town 2022. So there you go. And it was always Hobart that used to you know, push Lonnie out of the road, wasn't it? But it's it's all changed. And there's so many lovely places there where you can do that. We can just go and have some oysters or some cheese or, you know, so they're so renowned for their food, but you can just do it in a little bar area if you're not wanting to actually go and have a full meal. You've got these opportunities now. Not just in Hobart, not just in Launceston either, but even in this one pub called the Pub in the Paddock. Oh, yes, I've been there. Have you been there? Uh, in Payangana? Yeah. Payangana near the cheese factory. Yep, and they said it's really, and there's a beer drinking pig there called Priscilla. Indeed. I've met Priscilla. <laughs> And there's a bridge hotel in Forth, which was established in 1872. So a lot of these, in the Kentish, which was opened in eight, Oatlands in 1832. So there's lots of these lovely places that you can, you know, do a little foodie tour through the countryside, not just restrict yourself to Hobart or Launceston. And there's a lot more to see than that. But Tassie is just one of, I think yours and mine, Jane's one of our most favourite Australian destinations. Even though I love most of Australia anyway, yes, exactly. but it's it's, so it's none, none of it's bad, but you know, I just, I've just got a hankering because it's been a few years since before COVID was the last time I think I was in Tassie, which would have been 20, ooh, 18, 2018 mm-hmm. probably. 40. It's on the agenda. <laughs> Always on the agenda. It's, it's on my permanent bucket list, that one. It doesn't go away. Time we had a look to see what hot deals there are around at the moment in the travel marketplace. Lick our lips a little. <laughs> yeah, well, we were talking about, or we have been talking about Europe and places reopening. So Europe River Cruising is back with a vengeance, of course, and it's been one of the most popular I guess holiday experiences for Australians that love to do that river cruise between Amsterdam and Budapest or vice versa, you can do it either either way. And there's been huge savings on 22 to 20 22 cruises. I'll get that out in a minute. Um, if you're still thinking to go this year, they've got some really great prices out at the moment um, for share twin and also a, a really reduced good rate, you know, for solo travels. And you can either do it on a luxury level or what they call premium. Um, even the premium 
steamers, still beautiful vessels. They've got some new ones that have been fully fitted out and you're basically getting everything included. You know, you're exploring at least 15 towns and villages along the way. You're getting all your meals, etc. You get a chance, of course, with being a river cruise, you're always ashore every day. So it's not like ocean cruising. I had a lot of people that have spoken and said, oh, but, you know, I get seasick. I said, no, you're on a river. It's fine. I said, you're not going to get seasick. So please, if it's something that you're hankering to do, you'll be absolutely fine. So they're lovely, but they've also got some deals early bird already coming out for next year as well. So if you're thinking it's too late for you to go this year, they've got some savings of up to $2,000 per couple and some great airfare deals, etc. You've just got to book by 30 June to take advantage of any of these special offers. So just keep that in mind. Also, MSC Cruises, they've got a a deal out at the moment called Take Three for the Sea and they do a lot of Mediterranean cruises, of course, they're a Mediterranean shipping company and the Three for the Sea, they get you get a drinks package um, that you get on board for everything and you get free Wi-Fi and also depending on the length of the cruise you'll get an onboard credit of various different amounts depending on the length of the cruise that you do so keep that in mind that's a good deal um, we were talking Scandinavia today and not not just uh, Herty Gruten of course we were talking about that but also there's land tours so if you're not wanting to do an ocean voyage don't feel you have to there's some beautiful specials at the moment out on Scandinavia and Nordic travel that you can do with really great savings um, for 2022 and having difficulty getting that out today, Jane, and 2023. So it'll be the end of the year soon. No, don't say that already. Yes, I know it will be though. So even if you're interested like in the Northern Lights and Christmas tours coming into winter, I mean, that's just something beautiful to do. And there's some great specials out on those where you do a reindeer farm visit, you sleep in a glassy glow, you go to the Arctic Cathedral in Tromsø, you visit a Santa Claus village if if you're doing one that includes, you know, Finland etc. So there's a range of different Scandinavian itineraries covering that whole area with really good fares. Also for the ski enthusiasts we won't leave you out of this so 22-23 season is coming up for skiing in Canada, of course, and there's some great specials out for there at the moment as well at various different places like Sunspeaks, Revelstoke, etc., uh, Banff, Lake Louise, Whistler, and depending on the inclusions, and it's valid for travel usually from around about April, through, from January rather, through to April next year. So some good deals there. And Club Med Bali has just reopened um, last month in May because everything's you know been a bit on hold up there as well and they have all sorts of wonderful experiences included in their packages and as we've said before Jane Club Med is like a cruise in that it's all inclusive again everything's included your drinks your food all your you know on around the uh, resort um, availability of yoga by the beach um, surfing classes even massage classes etc so they've got some great deals as well Um, they've reduced it like from it was originally over $2,100 down to under $1,600 so it's a good saving and that's available this year as well so that's a seven night package for Bali so yeah look there's lots of things coming out all the time Jane we're adding as we go Um, I can't wait as I said now for this weekend so that we don't have to wear the masks at the airports anymore that's one good good step in the right direction as far as I'm concerned but um, you can if you wish of course you can it's still up to you if you feel you want to protect yourself and wear a mask it's entirely up to you it's good to have it as an option isn't it well sometimes you might feel that even yourself you might be a little unwell it might only be just a cold but you just don't want people to be you know sneezy or affected around you so I think yes you've got to be sensible with that well thank you Sally Lucas thank you Jane Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.